Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Hebrews chapter 4, we read from verse 14 to 16. Hebrews chapter 4, from verse 14 to 16. And we'll jump across quickly to one passage we read last week in Matthew 20. Hebrew 4. The Bible says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace may you obtain mercy this morning may you find grace this morning to help you and help me in a time of need boy we are in a time of need in this world we are in a time of need to come out of being locked down the time of need for people in the hospital to stop dying, to get up and make up their bed. A time of need for somebody's job. The Bible said we find grace this morning. Hallelujah. You know, I'd like to read this passage, just the last verse, in the contemporary English version. This is a translation. I've come to love these days because in our family devotion, this is what my son likes to read. The contemporary English version. It says in verse 16, it says, So whenever we are in need, we should come bravely before the throne of a merciful God. There we will be treated with undeserved kindness. That's what I love. There we will be, this morning you will be treated with undeserved kindness. And you will find help because you're listening to this. In Jesus' name, amen. Quickly, I'd like to read Matthew 20. The Bible said in verse 34, Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. I bring a conclusion to this message. He touched me. Last week we said, touched and not isolated. Title this one, he touched me. May God touch you. Now when it comes to touching, when it comes to making a contact or a connection, when it comes to making that connection that is required, there are lots of reasons why men fail to make that contact. Lots of reasons why the touch may not happen. Now, when we even look at connection naturally, for example, you're watching now this morning, and many people are watching us from various parts of the world. Some watching us from Canada. Some watching us from the Far East, I understand, from Dubai. People are watching from anywhere, from Africa. But there are many reasons why this contact may not have happened. It could be network problem. Maybe something happened. You couldn't make that contact. It could be your device developed a problem. Some people are not making the right contact because they forgot the appointment. They overslept. Some didn't make the contact because they didn't even know the link. Some didn't make the contact because they don't think it's worth waking up for. They don't have the right relationship with Jesus some didn't make the contact because they don't have the, the right capacity. Maybe it's, it's a 2G, it's a 3G, 5G, or whatever the thing is, they didn't have it. So they didn't make the contact. 
But I believe because you're hearing me and seeing me this morning, you already made the contact. And I pray that it will bless you because you made that contact in Jesus' name. Nothing hindered you. But listen, my friends, anything could have caused hindrance. So many people failed to make contact because there was a hindrance. A person can be in the presence of Jesus Christ and yet not get the touch. I want to understand that. Somebody can be in the presence of Jesus and they didn't still get the touch. When we say he touched me, it is not supposed to be taken for granted. People may not be touched because they are distracted from being touched. That's why even though you are watching me from wherever you are watching me this morning, you cannot afford anything to distract you. Don't let anything stop you because there's going to be a touch of God coming your way this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, there are various obstacles why people may not be touched by Jesus, even though they are in his presence. And I could go into so many of them. I mentioned distractions. Some people, their past experiences might not make them to receive a touch. They might say, well, the last time I was in church, something, something happened to me. The last time uh, this happened to me, you know, your past experience may, touch, may stop you from making a contact. Some people's delay or hindrance could be people. You want to make a touch, but people stop you. You can't, no, this is not for you. Like we read in the passage in Matthew 20 last week. They wanted to see Jesus Christ. They wanted to cry out, but the people were shouting them down. This is not for you blind people. This man is a busy man. You can't be calling on Jesus. Some people don't make this contact just because they were disturbed by other people. This morning, I wanted to remove any kind of reason why you might not be able to make that contact. Some people are unable to make the contact because of religious barriers. Because of religious barriers. You know why? How can I make a contact? This is a screen in front of me. I need to be in church. I have to be able to touch the pulpit. I have to touch the pastor. It could be a religious barrier. Somebody made that contact because they woke up on the wrong time of technology. <laughs> but this morning, whatever those reasons are, I want to cast it aside. Because I want you to know that more than ever before, God wants to make contact with you this morning. Don't allow anything, anything to come between you and God. You know something that's interesting? In the old times, the priests of the old, people would not make contact with them because if they had certain kind of afflictions, if they have certain conditions in their life, there are some kind of impurities in their life. They cannot touch the priest because they are sinners. Maybe they have even touched the dead thing, anything dead. Then you can't touch the priest. You can't touch the priest. That's a religious barrier. There are people who felt, you know, I have to wear a particular kind of clothes before I can touch him. Or because of the clothes I'm wearing, I cannot touch him. Whatever those things are. They don't exist anymore. You can see. You are in your house right now or wherever you are watching this, but you are going to make a touch. I received a text after the service last week. A sister told me that everybody in their ward, they listened to her channel because she was at work. And she switched on to this channel. People in the ward were listening to this. You see that? There is a touch of God coming your way. And I know that you can never remain the same. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, have you been through your day? And you felt, I didn't experience the mercy of God? That's not possible. Every single day of my life, I experienced the touch of God, the mercy of God. That's why today is a good day of thanksgiving. 
We are thanking God for his mercy and his grace. We are thanking him for what he did for us, which we couldn't do for ourselves. We are thanking him for the things that the doctors couldn't do that God did. We are thanking him for the things that the banker couldn't do, but God did. We are thanking him for the things that man couldn't do, but he did for us. Do you have a reason to thank him today? He is a God that is worthy of our thanksgiving and our praises. It's a reason why we are thanking him in spite and despite what's on the face of the earth. You have more, more reasons to even thank God that you are alive and listening to me. You can thank him and praise him for that. You know why we thank God for all the sanitizers. We thank God for all the hand washing. We thank God for all the masks that we cover our face with. I want to thank God even though I do all those things. I thank him for the germs that I didn't know that I escaped the washing. I thank him for the germs that I didn't know that I breathed in. But he, he helped me by the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank him for the hand of God. The invisible hand of God that delivered me from the invisible enemy. That came and almost eroded my system. You must understand that you have reasons to thank God in the earth, in the time that everybody is relying on certain laws and functions. You might think that you are, well, the reason you are alive is because I am doing this, I am doing that. But I came to tell you, none of those is guaranteeing your life and your health. You must do what you should do. But you should understand that above all that is an invincible hand that is keeping you alive. It's keeping you alive. I remember somebody was making a joke a few weeks ago when the prime minister and the chief, uh, the chief scientist, when they caught the symptoms of, of COVID-19, they said the people telling us to wash our hands, it was, I think it was a journalist, people telling us to wash our hands and to keep clean, how did they catch it for us? I said, ah, it is God's grace. So you should thank God for his grace. You should thank God that he keeps you. Despite what you don't have, he has you. Under his own radar. Why don't you just say, Lord, I give you praise. Come on, wave your hands in the air and thank him and bless his name. On this day of thanksgiving, I give him thanks. I remember the grateful leper. When he was healed on that dusty road, 10 of them were healed. But this leper ran back to Jesus. Of course, he knew about where he should be going, but he understand that I am more interested in he who has healed me than even the healing I've received. This morning, I want to prioritize God over your need, over what your expectations could be. You must say that, understand the Father, I, I want to praise him. I want to return with thanksgiving on this kind of Sunday. The leper returned. He was only one among ten. Why is that important? Because Jesus Christ raised it. He raised it. The how come is only one person that returned? It means he was expecting more than one to return. My question for you this morning. Are you that one person returning? Are you going to be that one person returning? I know that he has given you something. I know everybody has received it. But you received it. You matter. You matter. And you can't wait for others to thank him first. You cannot wait. You can't say that the system has not allowed me. Thank him first. These are days that people are not waiting for a system. They are not waiting for anybody to prompt them. They are taking every opportunity they have got to thank God. Thank him on the Instagram. Thank him on the Facebook. Thank him wherever. Somebody calls your house. Begin with Thanksgiving. Begin with, do you know what God did in my life yesterday? Do you know that God saved me? Do you know God saved my husband? Saved my wife? Do you know God delivered me? Yet last night, I was coughing all night. I was sick yesterday today i was whatever but god he saved me that's you you need to begin to thank god for the things he delivered you from let your confidence be in the fact that you know god 
And he's the Lord who sustains you on daily basis. We didn't deserve it. But God shows us his mercy. His mercy is anew. Every day, great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. The touch of God is a cleansing touch. When he touches you, he cleanses you. That's why this morning I prophesy over you. No matter what the virus may be, no matter what may have touched your system, touch your system through the food you ate, through the things you breathe in, I pray the cleansing power of God to touch you this morning in the name of Jesus. As you return with thanksgiving, let there be a cleansing. Listen, I can wash my hand and I thank God for the, for the several times washing in the daytime, but nothing can wash me whiter than the blood of Jesus Christ. He washes whiter than snow. When he touches, he cleanses you. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 8, Jesus Christ had been preaching for days on the mountain. That's where he preached one of the greatest message on earth. In fact, the greatest. The Beatitudes. And he was coming down from the mountain. The Bible said there was a crowd, a multitude coming with him. And one man did the unthinkable. Are you going to be that one man this morning? Are you going to be that one woman this morning? He did the unthinkable. Guess what he did? He was a leper. And he ran to Jesus. The Bible said he worshipped in verse 2. He worshipped Jesus. He was unthinkable. He was a leper. And he ran to a priest. You don't do that. In the midst of the crowd. God is looking for a people who will do the unthinkable. A people who will know I have to break certain things to get what I need. He ran to Jesus. Guess what? He worshipped him. At the head of your seeking God must be worship. He worshipped him. And when he worshipped him, he said, If you will, you can make me clean. I love that. You can make me clean. Why have you come to Jesus this morning? Have you come because you think he may? Or maybe he doesn't have what it is in him? Or do you think maybe COVID-19 has got something stronger than Jesus? No. He said, if you will, you can make me clean. I thank God. Jesus Christ always wills. <laughs> always wills and he will touch you this morning. He will kill any form of germ. Any, any evil intention of the enemy. He will snuff it out this morning. The Bible said in verse 3, Jesus Christ, he reached out with his hand. See the hand reaching out to you this morning? He reached out with his hand and he touched the man. And he cleaned him. He cleansed him. I speak a cleansing. Spiritual cleansing. Emotional cleansing. Financial. Listen to me. Whatever the enemy has turned on you to cause you shame. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. The Bible said he cleansed him. He does it. Then also he made it clear to us. In Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7 verse 14. Very important. The Bible said Christ was going into the city. He's on a city called Nain. And there was a woman coming out with a crowd. Just like we are right now. You might think to me, well, only my family are gathered here. Or only me are listening to you. But we are in a cloud. There is a crowd present in the cloud. Hallelujah. There is a crowd in the cloud. Hallelujah. And you are part of us this morning. And I want to understand that we are gathered together, coming with Jesus. And the Bible said, in the midst of that was a woman who was sorrowing. They were about to bury her only son. She was a widow. 
pain upon pain. I came to declare unto you this morning a termination of pain in your house in the name of Jesus. The city had gathered with this woman. All they could do was to cry with her. All they could do was just to comfort her. But there is a Jesus about to change this narrative. He's changing the narrative of your situation in the mighty name of Jesus. Guess what he did? He touched the coffin. I thought priests were not meant to touch dead things. <laughs> not this priest. We have not got a high priest who cannot be untouched with our infirmities. Hallelujah. He came and he touched the dead body. He touched the dead coffin. Are you listening to me? Doctors couldn't heal the child. Nobody could help that child. But there was a touch from heaven. Any untimely pain, <laughs> anything causing shame upon shame in your household this morning, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. The Bible said he touched that, that coffin. That moment the child rose in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know one of the things I love about this Jesus? He doesn't just come for the adults. He doesn't just come for the adults. One of the moms said to me, he said, Pastor, you know something that's funny? I said, what is it? He said, my children dress up every Sunday morning. And they sit in front of the TV. And they expect to hear the word. And then he said, so they listen, they listen, that they're enjoying it. But after about 15 minutes, I notice they're, they're getting a bit bored because they don't understand fully what's going on. And I, I have got something for those young people today. You know something about this Jesus? He doesn't just come for the moms and the dads and the uncles. He lost the children too. And when he came, this is so interesting. The Bible said they brought children to Jesus that he might touch them. But some adults said, no, 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 this is adult church. Take the children out of this place. This is not a time for children. But just as what kind of nonsense is that? He said, every time is a time for children. Guess what? He loves the children too. We have heard the news that COVID-19 is not for only adult people. It's taking babies, taking people of all ages. So that the Bible tells us that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come. There is a Jesus that loves children better than any disease. He loves you better than any pain. The Bible said he came in and he took the children in his hand. I love that thing. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 13, he says, They brought children to him that he might touch them. The disciples rebuked them. But in verse 16, he took them up in his arms. I prophesy over every child listening to me right now. You are in the arm of God. You will not fall. You will not faint. You will not be dropped off. Your parents will not see your dead body. In the name of Jesus, you will outlive your parents. You will live your years in full. I pray you will become all that God wants you to become in your life. You will grow in stature. You will grow in wisdom. You will grow in favor. In the name of Jesus, you will tell the story of this time. When you were young and COVID came to town and Jesus Christ held your hand and he strengthened you and you grew out and you became stronger than the disease. Hallelujah. And you become a witness one day in the name of Jesus. This morning I brought the word of God to you. I speak healing into your mouth as you begin to thank God. As you begin to praise him. Not praising the disease. Not being afraid of whatever. But you are praising the God of God. The king of kings. In the name of Jesus. You know something that happened in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 7. The Bible said he touched my mouth. With it. What, with what? With the coal of fire. I speak over your life in the name of Jesus. The coal of fire. The power of God. Touching your lips. Healing your tongue right now. In the name of Jesus. He said he touched my lips. Your iniquity is taken. And you are purged of every virus. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. You know what they told us? This, vi this virus, it comes through the tongue, through the mouth, through the thing you put in your mouth. I decree there is a permanent guard. There is, a, ah, there is an antivirus in your mouth. It's called the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, nothing you swallow will kill you. In the name of Jesus, it said like you will eat poisonous things. That's the word of God. It will not harm you. It doesn't say you have to go out and look for poison to drink. As you are wise and walking under the covering and obedience, I pray that even your mistake is covered by the blood. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say it touch me. Say shout it out. It touch me. In the name of Jesus. You will never, never remain the same. I begin to round this up. Listen to me. Jesus Christ, when he touches, he brings healing. He stepped into the house of Peter one day. In Matthew chapter 8, Peter had been with him for days. They've gone out ministering. And then they went to the house of Peter. The mother-in-law of Peter was sick. This is a woman who would have gotten up, would have assisted them when they came in. But she was with fever. I understand, like many of you listening to me, that fever is one of the signs, one of the symptoms of COVID-19. So I speak to you right now. The spirit of fever that is parading the land, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he that died and rose again and paid the price for our healing. I command every fever to go in the name of Jesus. Anyone listening to me right now, after this broadcast, you are rising up. You are making up your bed. You are, you are healed completely. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible said this woman had fever. Jesus Christ touched her. He touched her and in that moment she became healed. And she got up and she served them. You're going to serve your family a very nice, very nice Sunday lunch today. In the name of Jesus because you're healed. Say I am healed in Jesus mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. Let me close this morning by reminding you my friends that you need to make up your mind to touch him. I have told you about Jesus Christ touching you. But what I want to tell you right now is you need to touch him. He wants to touch you, but you must make up your mind to touch him. I can go on and on and on about when Jesus Christ touched people. But it's important that you make up your mind to touch him. Listen carefully. One of the most powerful and yet most dangerous. Listen carefully. One of the most powerful and most dangerous thing about communication. As I'm communicating with you right now. It, it's only... Very important for you to listen to this. It's only 7% verbal in communication. This is studies have said this. Now, studies have said this over and over. 7% verbal and 93% non-verbal. So what it means is right now as you are hearing, you can only hear what the camera catches and brings to you. But you need, this is a time that we need stronger faith. Stronger faith to capture what the camera did not catch. You need faith to capture the faith to receive the expressions you are not seeing right now. Why? Not because the expressions are not there, but because of the distance some people may have in their mind. The barriers in their mind. Because of the, maybe you just got out of bed. This is where faith needs to rise. In this season, faster and better than before. While there is the advantage of the online, there has to be the advantage or the requirement of stronger faith. You need faith to receive. You need faith to believe. You need faith to be able to connect with what you are hearing. Because it's not just hearing it, it's being able to connect. It's being able to capture the moment. 
He's been able to understand that God was in a time. That's where your faith comes in. And if you are a person that is determined to capture, to touch Jesus, you receive that at any time. Listen carefully. The Bible says this to us. He's a God who is rich in mercy. He will grant you the capacity. That's why we started. That this is a season where we receive the capacity to perceive what we must do in this time. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 20. A woman who was sick with the issue of blood for 12 years. She knew the opposition and the, and the hindrances. She knew the difficulties of touching Jesus. But how did she make it? She made up her mind. The Bible said in verse 20. She said this woman came from behind. Did you see that? I can take back from behind to me. She came through the, despite and in spite of the difficulties. She came from behind. It could be because she's joining this broadcast a bit late. But she had the faith. Came from behind could be the fact that she was disadvantaged. But she still made up her mind. Is your mind made up? Are you going to press regardless of what is a hindrance ahead of you? She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garments. This morning, is that your determination? Are you about to do that? Because if you have your determination combined with his own willingness, remember, that other leper said, if you are willing, you can heal me. Jesus Christ said, I will. I love to heal people. But are you desirous of being healed? Will you press beyond the limitation and hindrances? The Bible says clearly in verse 22, Jesus Christ said, the virtue has gone out of me. He turned and he saw the woman and he said, wow, woman, your faith has made you whole. That's why I want to live with you this morning. That's you are determined to touch Jesus in this season. And no matter the darkness upon the earth, there's going to be a light brighter shining from inside of you. Will you be a person that will rise above whatever you are hearing? You will turn your back onto the smiters. Say, no matter what I see in the land, I will touch him. I will receive from God. Say, your faith has made you whole. No, not that. He didn't say your faith has healed you only. Made you whole. To be whole here means you are whole. Soul, spirit, and body. That's what I desire for you this morning. That's why you are taking the communion. Another man that was so, so determined. Two people we read about last Sunday. In Matthew 20, verse 24. These blind men, they were sitting by the side of the road. They were determined to touch Jesus. Shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on him. And then the Bible said the people shouted them down. Said, shh, stop, 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 stop. Don't disturb his flow. The Bible said they shouted them all. They shouted. Are you going to shout them all? Is your faith going to rise tomorrow this morning? Are you going to be a person to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. You know what happened when you do that? The Bible said Jesus Christ stopped. I love this. <laughs> he stopped. This morning he's stopping in your house. He's stopping in your home. He's stopping in your business. He's stopping. He's coming. He's hearing you. And he's stopping. He's stopping by to say, what would you have me do for you? When he stops, he listens to you. When he stops, he touches you. The Bible said, they said to him, that we may receive our sight. He had compassion on them. Do you know something he didn't ask them? So how did you become blind? It's not about how did you get into this situation that we want to know this morning. It's about you knowing that he's a healer and he's here to touch you. 
The Bible says that he healed them. He touched them that moment. They received their sight. And then they followed him. Did you see that there? They followed him. They didn't just receive their sight and then they just went off. No. They followed him. You must understand that to have the power of thanksgiving. It's knowing fully well that my help comes from him. He is a source of my life. You know, last week I told us about my friends in the football ground. The ones that couldn't play very well. And I told us there would be four reactions from them. I want to close reminding us of that story. You could have four reactions. Number one reaction. Are people who know, well, I'm not good anyway. So nobody's going to take me. So they had no expectation so that there would be no disappointment in their mind. Are you that kind of person this morning? Saying, well, this Jesus thing, it doesn't work for me. So I don't need to make any effort. The second reaction you could get. Some of them who are shouting, I'm here, I'm here. Take me, choose me, choose me. And then when they are chosen last, they can have a reaction of upset. Even though they have been chosen, they are upset. That after I've been shouting, is it now you should be choosing me? So they will play with a bad mood. They will not make any effort. You get that some Christians, they feel that my prayer has not been answered on time. Why should I thank God? <laughs> What's the need at this age of my life? What is there for me to thank God for? The one I asked him for, he didn't even answer me. Then you can have the third category of people. Of people who will not be chosen. They didn't make the effort, but they are now bitter. They are bitter against the church. They are bitter against God. Where was God when I was calling to be chosen? Where I was saying, pick me, pick me. I'm really bitter. Don't mention God around me. Is that kind of somebody you know? Maybe that's not you, but someone you know. So now this is the time for them to spread bad rumors about the church. The fourth category of people. That's what we're talking about today. They were picked. Whether they were picked last or not. Even whether they were brought in as sub or not. They were grateful enough that they were picked. They knew they were not the best players on the field. They knew they could have been overlooked. But they were just grateful that he picked them. Do you know this morning? That's who I am. That's who you are. Grateful enough that he picked you. That he died for you. We didn't deserve it. But his mercy found you. His mercy located you and I. I want to take a minute right now. Every one of us, wherever you are, bow down your head and say, Lord, I thank you. I want to thank you for saving me. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for providing me things to provide it. Thank you for lifting me in levels which I could not have lifted myself. Thank you, Lord, for making a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you for taking me to the hospital and bringing me back alive. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for even hearing me when I call. That's why the things I've used my mouth to say, you still hear me. This morning, go ahead and say, Lord, I thank you. And Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me. Forgive me this morning. This is very important. Very important. And if you would like to give your life to Jesus Christ, this is a good place for you to do that. And I need you to just reach out to us. I want you to please take a decision. It has to come from your heart. Very important. You have to say after me right now, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this gospel that I've received this morning. I thank you for your mercy upon me, for dying for me. I didn't deserve it. Thank you for giving your life so that I can live. I thank you for shedding your blood so that I can be clean. This morning, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me with a new spirit. 
that I may yearn for you daily, that I may run after you, so that I may grow thereby as a witness for you from today and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer and you believe it, I want you to please send a message to us. We are here to assist you so that you can grow in this new confession of faith that you just made. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.